Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You don't need eyes to see. Do it like Peter Lorre. Can you do it like I Peter Lorre? I cannot. Like a salamander? Is <laughs> it a salamander? Yes. I can't. It's very and, uh, uh, Ren Hoek from Ren and Stimpy. Uh, oh, yes. oh, fantastic. You're right. Oh, yes. Sure. Spot on. Wow, it's just like that. Wow. Yeah. You idiot. So, what's your nationality? I'm a drunkard. Oh, that's a good line. That was a good line. Talking about uh, an international man, then. (laughs) (laughs) So on this uh, last segment, uh, for now, until we come back to it, of um, Louise to see before you croak and go to purgatory, you deceased fuck. Fuck. Uh, We're talking about um, Tron's pick, Casablanca from 1942. 
Casablanca, city of hope and despair, located in French Morocco in North Africa. The meeting place of adventurers, fugitives, criminals, refugees, lured into this danger-swept oasis by the hope of escape to the Americas. But they're all trapped, for there is no escape. Against this fascinating background is woven the story of an imperishable love and the enthralling saga of six desperate people, each in Casablanca, to keep an appointment with destiny. I was willing to shoot Captain Rano, and I'm willing to shoot you. All right, Major, you asked for it. you than you suspect. I know, for instance, that you're in love with a woman. It's perhaps a strange circumstance if we both should love the same woman. What do you want for Sam? I don't buy and sell human beings. That's too bad. That's Casablanca's leading commodity. You can ask any price you want, but you must give me those letters. There's no deal. All right. I tried to reason with you. I tried everything. Now I want those letters. Absolutely. Uh, I had to pick this one, even though it seems like it's it's a generic choice on everyone's top. If you go to any fucking website, their top like, you know, 10 movies to watch before you die. This seems to make an appearance, but it makes an appearance with a good fucking reason. It's a really good movie. And especially for the age it came out, I think it still holds up fucking spectacularly. And it's not exactly a complex story. It just tells a riveting tale. But it's of got a, time. a twist in there, too. That's really good. It does a twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's jerking off in a corner. <laughs> a real one. <laughs> a real one. His grandfather's beaten off, at it, least. To this. This, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and you're right. That's, that's what's amazing about this movie to me is I hadn't seen it forever, man. And holy shit, the acting is incredible. The writing, everything, staging, freight. Like, it's just really... It's a classic for a reason they had to yeah. work a lot with what they had in a weird era because this movie came out during world war ii and it's oh, about yeah. world war ii so they had to suffer a lot of things like they they couldn't shoot at night on an airstrip because of the the safety the hazards. war yeah. there's a war <laughs> yeah. going on it could get nuked out like and so you know they have to make do with what they had and would get little people in a paper and airplane miniatures. yeah it's and do miniatures and yeah so they it, it's also for the era when it came out is an extremely political movie, uh, even though Rick's an expat, you know, he's uh, I guess we should do a synopsis first, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you have one, Jeremy? Go ahead. Bud. Go ahead. Bud. Mike, you're great. At it. All right. So. And this is this is, you know, there's the one on IMDb, a cynical expatriate American cafe owner struggles to decide whether or not to help his former lover and her fugitive husband escape the Nazis in French Morocco. And man, if that ain't a fucking great mm-hmm. synopsis, like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> also, it gives Fuck away you, the Nazis. twist. 
so yeah. much. Yes. And it and does. I, I even said I wrote that in notes. I was like, God damn, that like is but movies did this back in the day. I I've seen trailers for movies back then and they give away so much. It's like a three minute long trailer. Yeah. Like, well, I know what's coming. <laughs> like, like, like most of, like uh, I remember like seventies trailers would show you like almost all the movie, like all the yeah. plot. It's like all they're like, yeah. damn. And this, how long is this trailer? It's like five minutes long. Like, god damn. And they say the name <laughs> of the title so many times in the movie, in the trailer. It's just like right. I just know what's I know what's happening. I know that fucking I, Dustin Hoffman's gonna get his teeth pulled out from a fucking Nazi. It shows it in the He's gonna make a really <laughs> dumb face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking channeling Rain Man. <laughs> and the two thousands weren't better than doing that either. They would it depended on the quality of the movie I around then. If it was yeah. a a straight to DVD, they would give you the full fucking thing, dude. And it was crazy. I don't know. Yeah. It's I've seen some bummers that were just like, Oh, here's even the twist. It'll tell you what's happening. And then it'll and, give you like the final credits where it's like, and this is their happy ever after. And that's it. That's all. And there it's is. funny. These old style of trailers too. Like they flash the words up on this. I haven't watched, I didn't watch the trailer for this, the original one or whatever, but mm. like, so it's was like, they just literally, they don't only show you what happens. They tell you it in giant fucking large print on the screen. <laughs> too. Like, it's so it, weird. His ex love us here now. Like what the fuck? <laughs> it's so that weird. Makes- Thinking about it now, that makes a lot of sense because of the uh, uh, maybe possibly um, it was due to uh, the code board back in the day. Sure. Like, I mean, that's that's a valid point, because the biggest it, this movie about Nazis in the middle of fucking World War Two. And the biggest thing was whether or not they would allow her to say she was married to another married man. To, while she to was, another yeah, man yeah. Like, that's insane. <laughs> oh, I was I was reading the script today. I, I just out of curiosity, I was just thumbing through it. And there's a lot of shit in there of like yeah, suicide and. People hanging yeah. them, like dying by suicide and having yeah, actual real Nazi flags, yeah. like Nazi flags on planes, which they didn't show. And all the stuff that was written in the actual script itself, there's a lot of that. They had to just be like, no, 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 no. That's too much. We can't do that. No, 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 no. Right. Woman is the woman is not taller than a man. <laughs> and yes. must, so much so that you must stand on book, book stacks, stand on cushions and wear heels over here. <laughs> I, I meant Don't to send y'all this I couldn't find it There was an old school cool photo on Reddit It was staging And the guy Like I sent y'all in the text message I couldn't find the actual photo But the guy is like fucking 5'11 And they still want to make him like Four inches taller So he's still standing on like a three inch platform It's like <laughs> so ridiculous So you know? ridiculous like, Yeah I mean in the she, case of this They were pretty close in height But just having uh, Ingrid Bergman be that much. Bogey was like five taller. eight or five nine. Yeah, he was. He was a five Tom nine, Cruise. Yeah, yeah, he was a Tom Cruise. And she was just an inch above that, I think. And even then, they were just like, no, not in the forties. We can't allow this. You can't oh, have a woman tall and look strong. Again, it comes back. You to got no, to look up to him longingly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's got to be looking up, not looking down all the time. Right. It has to be like, I can't think. You think for us, <laughs> which is actually put in the movie. Here's a cigarette. <laughs> the fact that they're mad that she's still married and having an affair, but no one's ever mad at the man for being married and having an affair exactly. until it gets messy. And then, oh, he's just being a guy. Get right. out of here. Oh, he's just blowing right. off some steam. No, he's yeah, blowing off some steam. What do you think she's doing? She's blowing <laughs> off some steam too. He is being diminished. <laughs> Which is interesting because, like, in the, the original screen, the original book or novel, or it was like a, 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 a play. Um, she was married to Rick. And it's kind of weird. He, he, she was. Oh, she was married oh, wow. to Rick. And, wow. uh, but she oh, helps, really? she helps, uh, uh, um, her get out of, get out of Lazo. Paris. Yeah. And then he, because like Rick is a Rick's a lawyer in the book, so he's like he's not this kind Whoa. of guy. 
Yeah. Oh God. Also, um, huh. I believe so her name. Was her name is and then divorce. Her name is completely different. Well, they didn't go into that Wikipedia, but her name is completely different in the uh, uh, in the book. It's something like um, Lane. Look- it was something boring like Lois like Lane. Lo- Lois Meredith was her yeah. name in the book. Huh. It's like not even yeah, same at all. I didn't know anything about that? That's interesting as hell. So here it goes. This is what it says. In the play, the Ilsa character is an Amer. She's also American, uh, named Lois Meredith. She huh. does not meet Laszlo until after her relationship with Rick in Paris has ended. Rick is a lawyer. The play is set entirely in the cafe. Ends with Rick sending Lois and Laszlo to the airport to make Rick's motivation more believable. Wallace and Kurtz. Wallace is the producer. Kurtz is the director. Or Kurtz. And Curtis, the screenwriter yeah. decided yeah. to set the film before the attack of Pearl Harbor. What the fuck? That would make... I mean, I would... It's a whole yeah. other movie. It's that makes Rick such yes. a le- less likable character. It changes character. everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It takes away yeah. all the cool of him being a gun runner and mysteriously banned from America. And you don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's yeah. Like, I love how it's never disclosed what he does. I love MacGuffins like that. It's like the fucking, yeah. what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction? Like, I love shit. Like the early yeah, case right, in Ronin, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. You never Well, that's the thing. Is it's uh, America's but, kind of stiff on gun running because they like to do it themselves. So if you're out there doing it on your own. <laughs> because we're stuff. running the guns. <laughs> 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 I, I find this really interesting. Uh, so I, I I wanted to take so many notes in this fucking thing because there's a lot of cool shit in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I wrote a bunch of notes down, but I got the wiki open as well. But um, so I just find it interesting. Again, we're going back to talking about like the woman can't be that tall, can't talk about sex. Um, I think at one point where um, when uh, uh, Rick tells um, uh, who's the piano player, Sam, 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 Sam right. And Sam is playing that song, uh, the the song, and uh, as time and the goes original, by. And what's it called? As time, as time, as time, as time goes, goes by. by. Yeah. And while he's playing that song in the original script, he says like, "What the fuck are you playing?" And they had to cut that and be like, "Like, hey, I thought we discussed we never you never play that song ever again," which I found was interesting. Man, and to me, this sounds like the fucking movie being better than the original. I love yeah. all of these changes. It adds so much more mystique. And at like, and plus the whole, I love the play it again, Sam thing, because she, she's the one who only gets close to actually saying that, but doesn't actually say that quote. And you hear that quote in movies, you know, all the time, right. even though it's not the actual quote. I fucking love that, man. And right. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. Well, well a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of quotes okay. in here that weren't even in the script, like this, uh, the director, like Curtis. Uh, 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 he just overheard it from Humphrey Bogart saying it like in the background, just offset. And like, oh, use that. That's great. But um, <laughs> the, the 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 way this movie was became uh, what it is now, a classic, um, is a woman named Iron Diamond or I- Iron Levine. Um, I- Irene Levine. Uh, she uh, was she was Jewish, and she was the uh, assistant uh, editor at Warner Brothers. And she was she uh, was there for 25 years. Um, she worked with this guy, the producer, Hal, uh, Hal B. Wallace. Right. And she convinced him to buy this script. She thought it would be a great movie. Um, and they worked she, together for 25 but, years. Yeah. And uh, she also recommended the Maltese Falcon to him, huh. uh, which also had Humphrey Bogart and also Dark Victory, which also has Humphrey Bogart and Betty Davis. Funny enough, also I stars Ronald Reagan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Ronnie. <laughs> I found this really interesting too, Mike and uh, everybody here. Uh, but uh, uh, Curtis, uh, Curtis actually directed uh, Ronald Reagan in a bunch of movies. So that was oh, really shit. interesting. So definitely voted for him <laughs> <laughs> several times in several so races. I, I, I did read that uh, Curtis is like one of the uh, uh, the uh, uh, 
what you call him, like he's one of the greatest loved or beloved filmic directors of all time. Oh, the amount of the amount of work he's done is absolutely fucking insane. And he man. and he was it, like it was, really he was like a really good director. Like a night he was nice to everybody. He took everybody's like like he directed fucking comments. Errol Flynn and fucking Robin Hood. Robin Hood, That's yeah, man, crazy, yeah. man, yeah. nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, buddy. No, I just I just wanted to because I have I have so much here to mention, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> that was really cool. A woman, a Jewish woman, brought it up to this Hollywood producer. Was like, yeah, this is really good. It's like a huge hit, one of the greatest movies of all time, along right. with, um, along with the uh, uh, Maltese Falcon. You know, it's just like it's a trip. Right. She had her finger on the pulse, especially in the war. <laughs> I, and, I mean, there, it's, she wasn't the only one that was, you know, I mean, so much of this cast was also affected by the war that was happening at the yes. time, too. They, there's yeah. people, there's actors in here that have lost family that to concentration camps that had all to be the relocated. Nazis. Yeah, all the, all the officers were played by German Jew escapees. Holy fucking mm. shit. Left yeah, their own country. Because yeah. they're being persecuted. Yeah, it's just fucking horrific, man. I, I believe, but, and I believe Curtis was... Uh, sorry, I didn't mean hung, to hung, Chris. No, no. No, he's good. I think, I believe Curtis, the, uh, the director, was Hungarian, too. So, you know, he had come over here way before that time. But uh, right. he started seeing it kind of happen man. Um, early on before he left his country. But, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting stuff. It's fascinating. It adds to the levity of the actual story line in the movie and how fucking real this shit was at the time you know what i mean god damn <laughs> this is yeah the, you're watching a movie about real life as it's going on basically right i thought that was really interesting that it was filmed in 42 during the war like that's yeah. it's true you don't normally have that happen it's usually like oh it's after maybe it's a year after maybe it's right. 20 yeah. years after but it's always after and i thought that was really important ballsy yeah. too like, yeah, was, yeah that's a thing to for the people who produced it and put it out and everything where, to just be a, like where, where's van Whoa. yeah i know where, where's van ives where's california that? so okay the case this was filmed in california yeah, yeah. so i mean I, there there are a lot more left in california i believe i don't know sure back then but um but yeah but I california has like, pretty much always been left okay yeah because democrats and republicans States. switched around the 40s it was weird but yeah, yeah. that's very strange yeah <laughs> i heard about that too but I think I feel like they they had to make a point here, um, and they took a chance because this movie cost a lot of money, but it made a shit ton of mm. money. So and I love paid, it too. That yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say that the, those the the three directors they got paid a lot of fucking money for this movie from from back in the day. So sure, and and I love like what Chris was saying. They were under such wartime limited funds. You know, they could only build certain sets. I think Rick's Cabaret was the only one that was actually built outside of using old lots on Warner Brothers because, like, fucking all the wood yeah. and everything's going to the fucking war. Going to the war, yeah. 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 Crazy, yeah. yeah. It's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, man. Nuts. Uh, yeah, and it, it's saying such a huge political standpoint, too, and it's speaking on behalf of France, which is a crazy thing from America to speak yep. on behalf of, of unoccupied France, and specifically in Morocco at the time, uh, how fucking nutty of a decision that is, but... I don't know how much French input was in this movie for them to come up with that side of it, but that everyone's fighting on the same side when it came to the Nazis. So fuck them, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you know, I, mean, I think it all just comes from that book. Where I, I, I didn't write the the people who wrote yeah. that book, but I believe they're both Jewish people. I believe. Right. Duh. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in this movie, like, I cannot talk enough about Ingrid Berman in this movie. Holy shit. It's oh, some man. of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. Not just because she's a beautiful woman. Like, holy fuck. You can just see the layers of emotions. You can clearly know who she's in love with and how things are going to turn out. Yeah. But goddamn, man, just the acting blew me away. It kind of gave me, you know, I've been watching a lot more classics lately, but this one was like, holy 
fuck, man. The, the acting is next level on her part. It's incredible. And she didn't get nominated for an Oscar for this one. <laughs> Blew wow. my mind. That's yeah, that is what my mind. There's something about the 40s and the 50s and those actresses back then, the way that they could portray emotion with just their eyeballs. Well, I think oh, it, my I think, God. I think, yeah. She looked like Absolutely she was crying joke. and she wasn't crying. And it was like, there weren't tears falling, motherfucker. but yeah. she made her eyeballs get glassy. Maybe oh, there was yeah. magic behind there. Well, I was going to say, I, I think, give it all to her though. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you saying, but I think, I, it's I think conveying the, the important too, part yeah. is that like, I think like what? 25 years before this was we were all silent films. Correct. They so were you, also, with your you face, had so. to do it with your yeah. face. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, she had those eyebrows too. And back in the day when you had the, the silent films, mm-hmm. they had those thin nineties. Cholo yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. And, Cholos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the McDonald's arches. The yeah. But those also <laughs> made your eyeballs look so much bigger. Yeah. So you had the Betty Davis. And it conveys the emotion. Big eyeballs. Eyeballs, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely and um, you had all of that, but like, Ingrid with her soft eyebrows and her very soft face and then she does the like she looks at Humphrey Bogart and you're just like I want everyone to look at me like that (laughs) right like everyone to look at me like they're my dog doesn't look at me like that (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 very impactful you're absolutely right it makes you feel like you're like oh my God, and then the <laughs> fact that he's just like, no, go off with your husband. You're just like, nah, bitch, take him back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I no. love the the trivia about that. Apparently, whoever Humphrey's wife at the time was constantly accusing him of having an affair. Here it is, Humphrey Bogart's then wife, actress Mayo Mitho. Continually accused him of having an affair with Ingrid Bergman, often confronting him in his dressing room before a scene was to be shot. Bogart would come on to set in rage. In fact, despite the undeniable on-screen chemistry between Bogart and Bergman, they hardly spoke. And the, the only time they bonded was when the two had lunch with Geraldine Fitzgerald. I'm not sure who that is. According to Fitzgerald, the whole subject at lunch was how they could get out of the fucking movie. They thought oh. the dialogue was ridiculous. Situations unbelievable. Oh. Whoa. And, and according to Fitzgerald, she knew Bogart very well. And she thought that he wanted to join forces with Bergman to make sure they both said the same things and get out of it. But for whatever reasons, after all that, Bogart and Bergman rarely spoke after like at all all throughout the rest of their lives kind of fucking weird that is very <laughs> very strange wow right well i mean it's just because you got your fucking wife accusing yeah. you of like it's like i'm not fucking doing this i know but you know? maybe eventually it's later and, and get with fucking uh oh i was thinking of somebody else. he got with somebody else too eventually i thought but lord mccall right no doubt. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. he was convinced he, he thought it, yeah. he was way too old for and, and, and i forget I think I think it was John Houston or one of those directors or actors like, dude, what the fuck? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, they were, you know, lovers the rest of his days. Yeah. I find it very interesting that um uh Ingrid Bergman is the uh the mother of Isabella Rosalini. Yes. I was oh, like, Yeah, man. that makes a lot of sense now. So, yep. Got those eyes, man. Distinct face. They look they almost look exactly the same. You watch Blue Velvet, it's like I just, all I can think about is Dennis Hopper fucking screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me! <laughs> but you're right, man. It, I didn't know that either until I read trivia on this movie. It fucking blew my mind. All right, th- yeah. all right so this is really cool. So, um, uh, so some of the second unit stuff, right? Uh, for some of the the montages in here and some of the stuff in the ref on the refugee trail, um. Were directed uh, well. The refugee, refugee trail in France. That sort of overlook, you know, when they're looking, when Rick and uh, 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 Ingrid are looking down, you know, from the the uh, uh, 
hotel, not a hotel, but it's like a cafe mm-hmm. up there and they're looking down. Right. Um, but that stuff, uh, some of that stuff was directed by, I couldn't believe this, Don Siegel. Oh, Don no Siegel. shit. That was uh, yeah. Eastwood's guy for a long time, right? Yeah, Don Siegel. Yeah. Dirty Harry? Yeah, the man. Yeah, he directed the first Dirty Harry. He directed the original Body Snatchers in '56. Kogan's Kogan's Bluff. Fuck, Two I Mules like... for Sister Sarah. Both of those are Eastwood films. Um, Charlie Varick, which is a really cool um, Walter Matthau flick. Uh, the Black Windmill from '74. Never even heard of this movie before. Stars Michael Caine. You guys gotta look this poster up. It's Michael Caine in front of a wind uh, a, a windmill, yeah. and it's like it's kind of like blue. He's like standing with a suit jacket, with like a suit on, holding a Mac Ten. I'm like, this looks awesome. That's I'm a joke, dude. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking. Sick. Wow, he's about to murder some fucking Amish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't all Don Siegel stuff down, but he also did Teflon with Charles Bronson, and again, Escape from Alcatraz. Teflon, well, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Really, really did fucking that- awesome. Yeah, that's incredible, man. I, that's fucking. It goes to show you like someone leading the next generation, basically. Right. That, yeah, it's a poster right there. It's awesome. Dude, that that's fucking awesome. rules. Speaking that's of really awesome, cool. I always thought like Rick was, even since the first time I watched this movie, I thought he was the character they built him up to be the quintessential, like, this is as a man what you're supposed to be. The man's man. Yes. You're a man. I think someone even in the movie says, you're a man, Rick. <laughs> Classic 42, man. <laughs> Fuck, I. Fuck, yeah. I gotta be an alcoholic bar owner. God damn it. That's <laughs> great, dude. But he's got great, he's just constantly drunk, and he's like, now that I'm somewhat sober, meaning he's not sober, even after he was oh, pissed no. drunk and like, out on her and all he's that shit. But Fair enough, he's man. heartbroken, yes. But he keeps a steady line of just being fucked up while running a great bar, while fucking tearing up Nazi checks and never accepting anything from the Germans and tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Like, and, and he's always drinking by himself, but he takes the drink whenever the officer offers him and Ingrid Bergman's there. He's like, yeah, I'll have a drink with you. Like, yeah. Oh, he's breaking precedence here. Like, <laughs> wants to get a drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, just their whole interactions were incredible. And I like that. Apparently I was reading that Ingrid Bergman knew she had read, they shot it out of order. So she kind of knew how it was going to turn out. And that's why she acted better in certain sequences and you can fucking see it i can't talk enough about her man jesus christ it's funny because of her that that uh they actually had to keep the main song uh uh running through the movie even though uh max steiner didn't want it in there as time goes by as time goes by he thought it was shit. shit but because there's two different scenes in the movie where she has long and short hair they already shot the initial time goes by scene with her having i can't remember long hair i think and then she had gotten it chopped and oh, they're like, well, now we have to fucking it. yeah. They're like, now we're stuck with time goes by, and it's the main theme song of the entire movie. It's the only song that he didn't do in this movie. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds very Hollywood <laughs> for consistency. Yeah, especially that era. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's crazy how much of it of this movie that we were like, oh, it's a masterpiece. Of course, they planned on doing all this. They didn't want the song in there. Both main actor and actress didn't Wanted want to be part of this. Out. <laughs> like, Nuts. It's nuts, it's like dude. A super it's a accidental scramble. great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. I mean, it won three Oscars. So yeah. and, and uh, it goes to sh- it goes to show you never know what a what a, what people are gonna like. You know what I mean? And don't get me course. wrong, it's it's held the test of time, hands down. I fucking love this movie yeah. even more than I ever thought I could. But like it's like I don't think it, like, if the actors don't think it's gonna be good, like I would believe them. Yeah, <laughs> you know? me too. Like, yeah. I they did know piece of shit. <laughs> Which is crazy to me because it, yeah, it seems like the lines that they have aren't that terrible. Like it seems like pretty, you know, what lines they should be saying. They, like seem, they seem yeah, they seem they come off as like a, flu, a fluid as what we'd say on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just talk. yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
and coming off way cooler. Like I, I can't have someone well, come and go. You probably. Cool. We are the coolest. Humphrey Bogart's pretty fucking cool with his life. Yeah, crazy man. I got nothing on that guy. I know. Better just gotta talk like a dish. He's looking at you, kid. He's looking at you, kid. You have to say it a little bit, a little bit drunk. That's how you have to say it. You're right. He's looking at you, kid. We totally fucked in pairs. So we kind of heard this. Yeah, damn. But he has so many. What's his name? Reinhardt. Colonel Reinhardt, oh, yeah. uh, the Whoa, stooge yeah. for the Nazis, uh, played by the great Claude Rains. Again, Claude Rains, fucking Robin Hood in like 32 or whatever. Yep. Also Four directed by Curtis, who directed Same. this. Yep. Very interesting. Um, He's fucking awesome in this too, yeah. Sidney, what's his name? God, what's that fucker? Big Robert. old dude. Hang on. No, no, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, big, oh, that guy. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Sidney Greenstreet. Apparently, he like didn't have his first major acting role until the Maltese Falcon, I think. And oh. then he just like did a lot. He was a he was a theater guy. Okay, that and makes had, a lot of sense. Yeah. And the Maltese Falcon, they had to build him his own chair because he was such a massive fucking dude. Like none of the chairs I had on set would support him. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, That's yeah, amazing. Crossing trivia. <laughs> and Peter Lore, man. Yeah, sorry. I gotta mention this real quick. Uh... So look at the cinematographer. He also won uh, best. Uh, he also won a Academy Award as well. Um, he uh, let's see, uh, what's his name here? Oh, Arthur Edison. Um, he, shot, he also did a cinematographer on the Maltese Falcon. Sort of as incestuous, right? Like it's all kind of like mixed in. Uh, but also cinematographer on the original Frankenstein Thirty One. Um, nah. he, he won three Academy Awards. He did uh, for a movie called Old Arizona in, in Thirty. Uh, the original All Quiet on the Western Front, um, oh. Casablanca, obviously. And he also did, which blew my mind, the original Invisible Man, 33. He did uh, Robin Hood, 22, with Douglas Fairbanks. And he worked from 1940, 1914 to 1948. He worked from the silent era to the talkies, man. That's, well, that's like, crazy. Like, imagine that shit. That's insane. Dude, even crazier that Kurt Boyce, Boyce, the first, one of the original dudes at the start who goes over to that couple that just got there that are sweating. He's like, vultures everywhere. That guy in Steel yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> been in the you. industry. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's been in the industry for 80 years. He was one of the first child actors of all time, dude. Oh, he went okay. from silent era to like the 80s, dude. And like, 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 insane. Jamie, that's insane. And Arthur Edson, like he was saying, that motherfucker was born in 1891 and died in 1970. So he saw a plane get constructed for the first time. <laughs> it's all made land on the yeah, fucking man. moon. Yeah. That's insane, man. That's Aliens crazy. definitely helped us. Anyway. <laughs> microwaves dude what the fuck i mean, I mean like micro- anything that cool we saw the internet happen it's, but like did we it's, it's, it's going just so bad around it's going us. so bad it's, it's all forever war yeah but i'm great. but i'm like we didn't ever see anything that was brand nope. fucking new cell oh phones, yeah we saw yeah. cell phones but like it wasn't co- like like magazine color for the first time yeah, that's, that's insane it's just so crazy to me I mean, michael curtis who directed this thing he's also the a writer i mean he was 1886 to 1962 men do 77 dude he created so many like he created like a handful of really amazing classics i mean he, he was the guy who restarted uh joan crawford's career with mildred pierce man i mean he didn't even believe in her, but she came in. He just gave her this this one chance, and at the end of the, the uh, oh my the, god, she's a psycho. He's, he's, he was crying. <laughs> he, he was actually crying. He said, "I love you, baby." At oh, the end of it, and he, oh, he, wow. she, it was wow. her, her first and only Academy Award. So oh, wow. pretty incredible. This guy did a lot of cool stuff. He did White Christmas as well. So. My favorite movie. Dude, great movie too. White Christmas. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's one of those I'll few watch it, like every time. Cor- 
<laughs> right, right, it's right, one of the essential Christmas movies I really enjoy. And also, Meet Me in St. Louis is another good one, too. Yeah. Well, I love Leave Me in St. Louis. Leave me. Leave me in St. Louis. I'm fucking it. over this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Judy Garland seeing Judy Garland, man. Merry Christmas. And that, well, yeah. I've seen it movie oh, like three right. or five times. <laughs> I've seen it a lot of times. <laughs> my, it's one of my mom's staples, so I've seen it. Yeah, God, yeah. Countless. And that's okay. All the TCMs. My uncle, my mom's brother, literally, when TCM was going off the air, he recorded all of the movies from TCM. And he has them in like the jewel case, you know, like the. I hear you talking about, yeah. The thin, thin jewel the case, yeah. Thin jewel case CD oh, things. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. has all of them. Oh. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> it's literally like a floor to ceiling bookshelf. That he has That's all these jewel cases That's on there. A, sounds I like my uncle. A very little TCM must. First of all, <laughs> he's awesome. the coolest uncle. Like he's that cool uncle who's got all the cool stuff. Um, but he's got all those TCMs. It was my favorite thing. Sounds like a bunch of Gestapo <laughs> spanked to me. Ah, oh, get out. <laughs> 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 that was great. I gotta mention the, the opening of this movie is amazing. Not only does it give you the history of what's happening right now during World War II, but the transitional shot of like basically a massive painting with a man standing in a tower that's not really a tower, it's part of a painting as well. And then the camera goes down and then it transitions into like live action. Like well, that yeah, must I also love the, the jumping around of cities. They went from here to there. Very Indiana Jones. You can see they very, kind of very Indiana Jones. But then yeah. when they go when they uh they they're in uh uh Casablanca when there's a guy in this kind of like in a tower or whatever and they come back they, the camera starts painting down kind of moves really rapidly fast mm-hmm. and then uh it transitions to that street below and it's like whoa yeah, it's, it's great there's it's, a car awesome coming actually yeah they they had a car coming people were jumping out of the way that for them to time that shot like that yeah. that's pretty fucking amazing for the early 40s to pull something like that off i mean i think we talk about the shot where uh where you see uh Rick's what's what's what's, what's Rick's uh Rick's place called is it Rick's place yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's like Rick's Everybody Americana comes to, well, Cafe or something like yeah, that. It's yeah, it's Rick's Americana. Well, the, the title was called, yep. what, Everybody Comes to Rick's? That was the original title, not Casablanca, right? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, right. Everybody Comes to Rick's is the original title. Um, but uh, that scene where... Like a porno. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You want these passes? It's open for the first time, and people are coming in, and the camera comes in, too, like, into the room, and it's this great shot where, like, the camera's like floating around the whole cantina or bodega or whatever it is. And you're overhearing people's conversations about getting out of the country. Yeah. And it's like, it's amazing. Like, like I'll pay you this. I got this. I I love people listening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite thing to do ever. People want to listen. Exactly. But it built such a, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I never need to talk to anybody. I can just sit in a room. Speculate? No. I will no, just, just listen. Wow. Be a <laughs> Sponge. If that's that what it is, fuck, I do it all the time. Five. Over here just being like, what'd you say? Uh-huh. And <laughs> you hear everybody up here uh, upstairs. So Correct. It's, it's, it's not fun. So. It's fun for me. <laughs> really? I'm right no, out of this I, shit. I'm just, I'm just nosy. You're just nosy. I'm one of those people watchers, man. I go out, I get like, have a little buzz. I'm just looking. It's it's, it's entertaining to me. <laughs> I can't, I can't help it. 
on the right day in the right park, you can hear some cool shit, dude. <laughs> we got a sun god that play prays to the sun on <laughs> at, at the same beach or sorry, same riverside every single year, every time. His name is literally called Sun God. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> He's batshit crazy, but it's hilarious. Right, yeah. Because I've been to that mine for five minutes. It's good. And we got a Frisbee Dan as well, too. Frisbee <laughs> Dan. I couldn't oh, make this shit up if I tried, fellas. Oh, oh you'll <laughs> I mean, love his fucking 1970s hiked up shorts. It's so weird. Damn, <laughs> it's so weird. It's Hoochie uh, Boy Summer, dude. You need to chill. <laughs> Magic Johnson over here. Buffalo? So, I don't know what it's called. But the balls has got toes. Well, like, it's not camel. It's like uh, Moose camel. camel. Moose. That's it. Ah, Moose that's knuckle. Moose knuckle. Yes. Yeah. Let me see your knuck. It sounds so <laughs> your knuck. <laughs> Nucks out, boys. Nazi. <laughs> Summer's around Sun the corner. Nucks, Nucks out. out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, the movie. <laughs> uh, I like the, this is really cool. Uh, there's these, um, these two brothers, the Epstein uh, brothers. Um, no relation, I believe, to. Did you just? Oh, uh, yep, good. Uh, but, um, <laughs> they, they were both paid three. $30,000 each is equivalent of $398,000 in, in, in 2021. And uh, Coach, Howard Coach, um, was he earned $4,200, which is his equivalent of $55,000 in 2001, which oh, I thought wow. it's a lot of fucking money in 1942, I can tell you what. Yeah, no shit. During wartime, too. Wartime. Did they find uh, either of them mysteriously dead in a jail cell, hanging themselves? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at you, kid. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, so this, uh, they built quite like an Does environment. Get... Oh, sorry, go ahead, go Mike. Ahead. Yeah, no, 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 man. You're good. You're good. Okay. They built like quite an environment around Rick's bar and so well that there's gambling going on and drinking and all the nationalities are coming together. But it's kind of like this uh, underground market for all these passes they're going through, as to which, like, one, it all boils down to the captain being like the last person who can officially sign off on any of them. And he is such a fucking scumbag in this movie because he's clearly using it for sex and like regardless whatever of what he fucking this is, wants. Yeah. yeah, whatever he fucking wants, basically. But he's still portrayed as the good guy, which is a very early 40s thing yeah. to be like, yeah, he's still the good guy in this role because, you know, he has a moment of heroism uh, it's like them just slapping the shit out of women for no fucking reason. Hey, you're just going he's crazy. The good guy, like, no. But he's letting them get their passports by fucking their wives. It's fine. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a pretty incredible that cool, scene. bro. And the, how the lady comes up and she's just like, um, do you think it would, like, she just really wants Rick's opinion on it of like, am I a bad person if I do this? Do you understand what I'm doing? Like, is this okay? That's just it's crazy a good scene. to me. It's a really it's, good scene. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It seems like out of any game you can imagine, roulette would be the hardest one to rig. Correct. That, yeah, that's the one you you would you win the most on. That and craps, basically. Yeah, but how do you rig roulette? It would keep that's hitting that I'm... same number every fucking time. If you use a magnet, that magnet's still there. Like, how do you? It's nineteen forty-two. You're right. Well, I, you're right. And I feel like I've seen this done in so many <laughs> like westerns at the time too. You know, you just hit the button underneath and it b hits the ball into that hole or whatever. I feel like it's a thing, but only in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, mechanics of that, dude. Yeah, fuck it. Who knows? I would just sit there and see people hitting it over and over again. I would just sit. There. Well, I guess that's kind of the agreement he has with certain people, right? That he'll let them win at, at roulette when they come. Oh yeah, up. always. It's always that's gonna benefit Rick. So yeah. 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 
Which is great from the captain, too, is he fucking has to shut down Rick's Cafe and he lambasts everybody. He's like, you guys are pieces of shit. We have to shut this place down for gambling. And someone runs up. He's like, you're winning, sir. <laughs> he's like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Let me close out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you say the bar? The irony. Fucking Nazi fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the timing was amazing on that. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that scene when it gets him out of there, the, the, the two couples. It's great. The whole oh, really great yeah. scene. It is, I will say, I, I find it kind of problematic because it comes really close to the end of the movie. Like, okay, so, like, now we're forced to feel like Rick's a good guy? Like, who gives a fuck? Well, I, mean, I you know, don't think he's necessarily a bad guy through the whole thing. He's just I don't think so fucking, either. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's neutral. He's a man, yeah, a man in wartime making his own fucking money. The, the thing that redeems him, in my opinion, is his decision at the end and how that plays oh, out. Yeah, I'm with you, you on that. Clear, no, I know, brother. I know. And you can just clearly see. It's like this fucking she's in love with him. You know, it's like, God, pain. Yeah, she didn't obvious. want to go with her husband. Exactly. Bro, him, what are you going to do? This is not going to last. <laughs> well, this is yeah. back in the 40s, so maybe she just, poor thing, just <laughs> duck it out. <laughs> poor thing. That was yeah. You don't have really much of another option unless he ended up dying in some fucking battle or something. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's. I mean, in the forties, what how you'd catch a woman is you have to get a lasso, and the first one you get, that's your wife for life, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, like grabbing cattle or something. It's yeah, so it's, and they would marry so long. Like my grandparents on my mom's side, very when they were like sixteen years old. That's yes. Fucking crazy to me. Fucking also, it's a long fucking time to be married. You were sick. Oh, they hate each other by the end. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they love each other. You know how it goes. But yeah, yeah my no parents pain. have been married for fifty-one years this oh year. Holy shit, that's impressive. It's when they, when my mom is just like, oh yeah, dad, and like I'm like, she is fucking annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and fair enough, you know. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I get it. I totally get it. And he's just like, oh yeah, you late and trying to be all nice, and she's just like, fuck off. Obviously, none of that ever happens yeah. in their life because she would you never need to tone it down. And never say fuck off. Yeah. No. buy some flowers well, or something. Yeah, <laughs> I will say. I, will say um, uh, I think that the, you know, I'm with I'm with Mike, uh, and I'm and I'm uh, also on the other side too of the script, because I think the original scripts uh, in some parts are is more progressive. Yeah, and they could have they sure. could have shown yeah. more, but you know, since we have this fuck back in the day, they had this fucking protecting code administration. Yeah, they just wiped out all that shit. He goes, no one says fuck. Like no one says bitch. No one says damn. Like communists too. Yeah. 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 Like he says some pretty. Uh, he says a pretty fucked up line to. Uh, her name's not Ilsa. I forget her name, but uh, the you know. It no, is it's the other. Ilsa. Okay. Wrote that down. Yeah. Yes. Um, but like okay. the, he's like. It's a line in here, but I can't, I don't know where it's at, but it's like, he says something pretty So he's talking to the, sorry. Go ahead. He's talking to this, the, the girl at the beginning. I, I mentioned that earlier and she's like, where were you last night? He's like, that's so long ago. I don't even remember. Will I see you tonight? I don't make plans that far ahead. I was like, God damn, this motherfucker cold-blooded. But, so but, I, I but I love when she oh, comes back the next night. With a fucking Nazi to fuck. She's like, check yeah. this shit out. What's up, man? She's yeah. going to check it out. I'm fucking a fascist. So... Got you. Oh, it's not good for her. That's not a good, not a good move, girl. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. It's funny when he but sends he her awful. back with Sasha. It's like, he even has to tell Sasha, like, don't fuck her, by the way. Yeah, like, come <laughs> Don't back. fuck my chick, by the way. And he's like, ah, yeah. oh, dang it, Rick. Okay, if you tell me. Don't date rape my chick, please. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I love the translations. Like that's what they mean, but that's what it. That's how we say it today. Yes, <laughs> correct. It's ridiculous, man. 
Okay, so this says. Okay, so uh, in a telegram uh, to film editor Owen uh, Marks on August seventh, nineteen forty-two, Wallace, who is the producer on this mm -hmm. film, suggested two possible final lines of dialogue for Rick. Lois, I might have known you'd mix your patronism with little larceny, or Lois, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful uh, friendship. Two weeks later, while settled on the latter. Which Bogard was has was recalled to dub a month sh after the shooting had finished. Oh, right, interesting. What was the first? Yeah, because they're walking away, it? and that and that's why it's so misquoted too. Another one in this movie. Lois, you might have. I might have known you mix your patriotism with your Lars. little larceny. Yeah, that's a good line. It is. <laughs> that's a good line. But I think he says something like that prior too. He's like, I knew that you were a patriot at heart, or something like that. Where he's like. Uh, your patriotism showing or something like that when he shoots I think down. it's relative to a scene that got cut. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. And, and, and you, is that a hard on or your patriotism showing? <laughs> <laughs> is your patriotism showing? Or yeah. it's <laughs> Harvey Weinstein has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. But I love that. That's what I really like about the character of Rick is that they made him so neutral that he will... But it's it's kind of thinly veiled, but it's still in the face of business and keeping the money flowing through the bar and everything. You know, he doesn't care what side he's playing for. He's, he's, he's going to make the money. He'll sell guns to both sides of the war, you know, just as long as he's making his nut. And then playing like he's neutral, but behind the scenes fucking over the Nazis. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, he hates right. the Nazis, yeah. yeah. That's great. I, I love the line where he's talking to Reinhold or whatever. I think it's Reinhold. Or, or was the fat man. Renault. Renault. Sydney Green oh, Street. I think. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. It's okay. You I'm did. Actor did. You did it. Yeah. Uh, He's yeah, a fat you. man. Sorry. Who's the guy? The fat guy, though. He always called the, the fat fellow on the. Oh, from the blue <laughs> table. Parrot. Green Street. The blue yeah, parrot. I think it's yeah, the Green blue Street. Yeah. Okay. What's his name? Sydney Ferrari. Yeah. In the. Okay. Yeah. His character Ferrari was his character name. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, Ferrari. Yeah. Signor Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> but you ain't fitting a fucking really Ferrari. Really, doesn't sleep in sport like <laughs> a fat fuck. Yeah. Uh, but um, he when he talks to Rick about like like um, I think he's I think Rick talks to him about this, but like how he's like, um, you can tell that he he definitely fought in some sort some sort of small civil like maybe not a civil war maybe a civil war I'm not sure uh, against a, another group uh, and he was he fought on the, the losing side. Um, he's like, mm -hmm. you lost because you were not on the winning side. And I thought it was interesting that he was he was fighting on the sort of like what I could guess because it's so vague. Uh, basically, the underground people trying yeah. to fight against. Yeah, yeah, the rev like yeah, them. the revolutionaries, and then yeah. that's for sure because. And he said too, he's like, you would have made more money, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you so were on the winning side. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he's I love like, what yeah. he tells one of the op yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead, Mike. I love when he tells one of the officers, I came for the waters. He's like, we're in the desert. He's like, I was misinformed. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great line. And he sees that dossier to that same Nazi hands him. He's like, I have brown eyes. <laughs> oh, that's great. He shows him that document. He's like, I really have brown eyes? Which I almost thought like, my, my, my full of shit? Like, I almost thought that, but no. Nah. Oh, no. He's so sassy. It's like very my sassy. favorite it's, thing. It's he's, great. He's so sultry and sassy and then the way that everybody argues with each other it's like the most polite arguments that they can get together it is yeah it's so great because it's and like it's they so argue too. yes it's 
It's much better than now. Yeah. Well, like when, like when like Renault when, tells Lazo, like, like, listen, when Renault's there with that Nazi officer, and he's like, hey, we've been looking for yes. you for a long time. You know, well, she's, you should come to the office tomorrow. I mean, you should come to the, you better come to the office tomorrow morning because we might come pick you up. How, how about it? Will you come there? He's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Right now, yeah, he says something like, Well, you like put forth to the German effort. It's like, Well, I spent X amount of time in a German concentration camp. It's <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. It's like, Holy fuck, you're saying that to the officer directly in front of you. We could fucking murder you right now. Like, goddamn, so balls like, the size of walls. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's so sassy, but yet, like, so smart. And I like how everyone is just like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, they're on point. When when Ferrari comes over and he talks to him about buying out Sam, that's a great yeah. fucking run too. And he's yeah. like, do. Uh, and Bogey's like, yeah, I'm not in the business of selling people. And he goes, that's a shame because that's our biggest commodity here in, in Morocco. Right. Yeah, right. in Morocco. Yeah, damn, dude. Yeah, so this um, says, uh, so Bogey's uh, Bogart's line. Uh, here's looking at you, kids. Said four times was not in the drafts or screenplays, but has been attributed to the comment he made to Bergman as she as she played poker with her English coach and hairdresser between takes. That's where it came from. Oh no shit! Oh, that. yeah. That's awesome. Was that in the script oh, even, at all? Even even more interesting on the uh, uh, chess game that Bogart's playing by himself in the room. He's Great. actually playing that game in real life with a pen pal friend while he was shooting the movie. What? So yes, it, it, so he did that with a lot of people in the service as well. It's fucking amazing. That's fucking cool as shit. So they just send letters back and forth and be like, "This is my move," and they would replicate it on their end and then send a letter and say, "This is my That's move." That's a Repli- long game. Holy yeah, so not- you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste Stop of resources things. in the fucking U.S. mail in the middle of a war. It's like some soldier didn't get his letter. It's <laughs> a poor motherfucker on a horse probably back then. <laughs> because Rook B2 had to happen. Some guy didn't hear from his... Some chick didn't hear from her husband in a fucking war zone. That's nuts, dude. But, but I got queen tonight, Rook, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about chess. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, that cut, that that's hilarious. The, the hair, short hair is hilarious. I I just saw. I just read it again. I was like, "Come on, man, who gives a fuck?" It's ridiculous. She changed her hair. They had to make sure that the scene went together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, they made they made Wait, uh, the short hair. What do you mean? Wait, what? That that they the song was almost not going to be in the movie except her hair style yeah. change. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Would you would you brought up earlier? They really make uh uh like Isla the Ingrid Bergman's character. They change the way you feel about her throughout the entire movie so many times. Yeah. When you find out that it's she cheated, yes, of course it's intentional. They make the they make you feel like she well because she did cheated on her husband who was in a concentration camp. Makes right. her, I think that's like the most fucking obscene thing you could do. <laughs> I agree. I said this last night. I'm watching. Like, wow, and, this and, is quite fucked up. And they fucked make that up. Sound they added the, the line. Think, sorry. Then you find out that she didn't think he was alive anymore. So yeah. it's like she's not. But they cheating. added that. Apparently, that wasn't the original script. They added that. I believe it's it. Just like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And they added it but later they after they lead you to believe that for like a while, and then they come back see, and like that's, yeah. see that stuff like that's like progressive. I like that kind of stuff. It's like I do that, too. Should that be in forty two? But it's like that's the realism. Like the fact that like the 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 the, the film code at the time was like, hey, you know what? No Nazi would ever bribe a bunch of Jewish women for uh, for passing out of the country by fucking them. No way it would do that. I guarantee you that happened a lot of the fuck, majority All of the, the time. time. It's horrific. Like, it's come absolutely on. horrific, yeah. 
No. I guarantee you, most people on the code, the code panel at the time, were also doing the same fucking thing. Yes. Oh, Less yeah. of the like Nazi situation, but like the hey, you can get in good with me if you just take off your shirt. Right. No. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. a fact that the the code's like no one would ever say this or do this, and like like and when you see what they act out of the film, like. Yeah, they definitely probably did that. Well, they can't say that it. because yeah. then it would like be in it's on American. Secret. I know, I, not even on American. Yep. They'd get on their secret. People would know what they're doing, and that's not cool. That must have been so yeah, exciting, though. Oh, no. camps, yeah. When it's yeah. secretive, it's so much better. Now everything's out in the open. Imagine you've got something going on back yeah. in the forties. Oh, the excitement of that must have been incredible. Yeah, I just I'm crushed this all on the, the radio. Souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck uh, my mom will think it's gonna be good for your health. Four doctors to, to say <laughs> you should drive. jacks for your kids. Why <laughs> <laughs> robot? God damn, dude. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the battle of the anthem scenes too. When the fucking Nazis take over the piano, and Rick goes, "All right, dude, let's let's fucking play the French anthem. Fuck these guys," and the whole bar takes and- over. It's it's weird Absolutely. too because the Nazis sing it too. They're like they're really excited about the song too, but like they don't understand like, no, it's a French song against the fucking Nazis. Like it's against, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's against it's against it's a it's against so it's a rebellious yeah it's a rebellious French song is their anthem as it should be because nobody rebels better than the French even right now. The fucking French, holy fuck! Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, they get so much shit for being passives. Are you kidding me? They will burn their government to the ground and chop off the fucking king's head. And yeah. I respect that more than anything oh, in this world. They are I poetic. The <laughs> rebellions are poetic, dude. It's insane the how the, they do it. Like fuck you, we're not going to stand for it. Yeah, sorry. I agree. But think about all the fucking French underground shit in World War II, man. Like that shit oh was. That's that, what I agree. Amazing. No, I agree. Incredible. Yeah, I, I have no idea why they catch shit for being cowards, dude. They're like some of the toughest fucking gnarly. It's only because ever. they were neutral, and then because then fucking George W. Bush is oh, a yeah. fucking war criminal. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to back away, but I'm just gonna go for it. That call fucking <laughs> French fries, freedom fries, you stupid. Freedom fries. Bullshit, so that changed yeah. an entire perception of an entire generation of dipshits in America. Sorry. <laughs> Who calls them freedom fries? Everyone loves French fries. What? Yeah, I agree. Uh, you guys also remember the uh, the uh, that uh, freedom uh, pancakes? No. Uh-huh. No. Oh, the crepes. Yeah, I think they're fucking they're, amazing. Like, blueberry, yeah. red, like strawberries and like uh, whipped cream. And that commercial was like, no. "What does that taste like?" Tastes like freedom. Motherfucking freedom. Tastes like French freedom. Oil. Red, white, and blue. It's like French freedom. Get that black the gold. best thing is a crepe with some Nutella in the middle of it, a little bananas on top of it. Just so good. Well, they do it again, so it's red, white, and blue, which right. is also still the French colors. So I don't think you're getting Correct. away. From that. Yes. Yeah. Correct. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, spot on. So it's yeah. so hilarious because like, Vive la France. <laughs> uh, so much so that that that, that are, are, I won't. I'm not. I'm not going to get on a tangent with this, but like so much so, like I think it was last year, our war criminal ex president was at like a, some sort of hearing, and he said like the most damning thing he could possibly say about going to Iraq, and everyone just laughed it off like a fucking joke. So I was, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck George Bush. <laughs> I'm just gonna go paint a soldier's face that died in my wars. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh fuck, we are tangenting. Yeah, we're... <laughs> so, well, I gotta tell you, Roger Roger Ebert blocks. sucked the dick of this movie quite a bit. He loves this. Movie. I did see that. Yeah. I did. I didn't, I, I didn't read what he said about it. Sorry, going. 
this. Oh, no. I, if someone has a quote, I don't have it on hand. Well, right I have now. it right here. This is the most ridiculous oh, quote God. I've read in a long time. Besides that, that quote I read on, uh, when we did the Edge episode about the whole giving it one star off because they dedicated the movie to the fucking bear, which is one of the biggest part of the movie. He says, the film critic, this says, the film critic Roger Ebert called uh, Wall, uh, Wallace, the producer, a key creative force and for his attention to details of production, down to insisting that the real parrot is real in the blue parrot bar. Wow. Oh, Thank you, Roger Ebert. <clears throat> Figured it out. So I don't think attention to detail is one of the things I would praise this movie for because there's a lot of non-matching scenes. There's and a lot of music. Music doesn't like match that. up with what instruments are doing. Music starts when no one's playing. Well, there's I mean, a lot you, of shit that's going on in here that that doesn't match up so with weird, attention to detail. Where, where the uh, the lady uh, the lady who's talking to Rick at the beginning, where she's like, "We're gonna be tonight." He's like, "I don't make plans, you know, hey doll." And then he he asks the bartender to take her to get her a cab. He calls a cab. Uh, there's a car like in the alley. We see the headlights move up to him. Rick comes out and goes, "Come right back to the bar." He's like, "Yes, sir." I'm like, "So I'm like, is he? Did he get him a cab or is he driving her home?" I don't understand. Like, it's a chick that she's. He obviously banged her the night before, and he's like, "I was so long ago, I don't remember." <laughs> <laughs> and then just sends her home, and it's like, "Bring the cab back because I got more bitches sent home." I think that's more the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking well, there's there's. Bogey. Shit. There's shit in here like when when Sam and Rick are at the train station in Paris and they're soaking wet out and once they get in the train they're bone dry. Uh, it's not or, raining anymore when they're in the cab and it's like what is everything undercover? No. Let's yeah. have a great scene though when he reads uh, the note from Ilsa to see see the rain sort of melting. Starts dripping, dripping it away. down. Yeah. It's like bitch, I yeah. gotta pause this so I can read it. God damn it! <laughs> right. yeah. No one in their right mind who's wearing a hat that has like that funnel water down in the middle <laughs> is going to be reading a letter down. that is handwritten in front of them. Wait till you get onto the train where it is not raining anymore and your hat is dry, and then you can read it. It'd be fine. Bone dry, by the way. It's active <laughs> active plastic. Hose when it's on his head outside for some reason, but once on wet. So right, man. I need more dramatics. <laughs> Michael Curtis having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, the uh, attention to detail. I give this movie a lot, a lot of things, but that's certainly not one of them. And I, I've seen a list. I can't remember all of them. That was massive. Was uh, Sam or, uh, Sam facing one way when Rick's talking and then facing another way. His piano's facing the other way of the band when he's on the walks across the way. Like no matter what scene he's in, uh Sam is his piano's always facing towards Rick. Like and he's it, always smiling. Yes. <laughs> just call him boss quite a bit. We just so. His piano around all the way. I, I love that Rick. idea. Like the, 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 <laughs> he puts the stool up on top of the piano, just rolls it anywhere and just plays. For, it's just such cool. It's that so, is cool. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's that great shot of uh, of Rick when uh, he's hanging out when when Rhino uh, Rhino right Rhino Rhino is uh, uh, walking behind him and he's getting money out of the safe and it's all in, he's uh, Humpa, uh, Bogart's all in shadow like, oh, on yeah. the wall. Ooh, yeah, great yeah, shot. Like that. Awesome shot. Very very cool. Uh, very like Dick Tracy. So <laughs> from, from this movie, by the way. When I was reading the script, speaking on shadows on the wall, at the start, you remember where the guy reaches and he's like, hey, where's your documents? And he's like, I don't have them. And he's like, oh, wait, no, I got them here. 
And they're like, hey, it's three weeks <laughs> yeah, prior. Yeah. So at the very start, what they were supposed to see when the door opens, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I've seen this movie a billion times and never seen this. There's supposed to be a silhouette of a man hanging by his neck from a chandelier. Oh, fuck. And... Are we doing Wizard of Oz? Sorry. No, no, no. This, this, it was intentionally supposed to be in the movie, and I think it got cut. Um, and I think it got cut with censorship or some shit like that, for sure. But in the script itself, there's literally a line that goes, you can clearly see, you know, and then the door shuts and then the man runs out and it's chaos in the streets. I guess that makes sense. Casablanca is like their haven. If he can't get out of it, well, well fuck it. I guess I'll take a rope. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it paints the scene, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, what was it? Like this, the line at the beginning of the movie, I didn't write all the lines down, but the whole line, like, Ron the ball is suspicious characters. You see, it's just like. That's not a great plan. Like, and they shoot that <laughs> motherfucker like right like, immediately in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Like, we literally have like Nazis walking around in Rick's bar. Like, that's a suspicious person. Get that fucker, man. You <laughs> <laughs> just hound just, just, some old dude to take my own business and shit. You know, it's like, get that guy. That guy right there. And just fucking mow him down, man. <laughs> I didn't understand the symbol on his, um, on his, uh, I don't know what you call it, ID, his passport, possibly. I didn't really understand what that symbol meant, the crosses, and I wasn't sure what that is, but I didn't look it up, so I don't know. On whose ID? Uh, the, the the man that Trump was talking about, he gets shot, like, in the alley. Uh, they're like, hey, get that oh, guy over the, there. I'm assuming it was, uh, I, I, I have to go back and rewatch. I'm assuming it was, like, a Jewish star, and that's why they were going after him. But I could be completely wrong. I don't remember either. But yeah. they they found the reason they killed the man, so they killed him cold blood. So and they can just kill a man. Just <laughs> <laughs> kill me. I, I talking about. Yeah, he's got it. Um, well, the great. Uh, this has got a great ending. We should talk about it. it it's it's one of my favorite endings of all time because it's it's a lot of misdirection, which you really didn't see a lot back in the day. Everything is kind of straightforward and really uh, played out well. Um, but this one is is obviously one of the best twists of all time at the end, like we were talking about earlier. I agree. Um, it, it's fun that you don't really see anybody use a gun besides the beginning. You, you see the beginning of the movie, and you really forget right. about it. Like, because the movie's only like an hour and like twenty five minutes, but you completely it, yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah uh, you, but you completely forget about you've ever seen a gun until the very very end, where uh, you know where Rick pulls a gun on uh, Rhino. Uh, right. It's very interesting. You, never, you, you don't see it coming. I mean, I, I've seen this movie like a bunch of times too, but I forget that ending almost every time. That the fact that yeah, it pulls the gun to that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the fake model plane la- coming in and landing, it looks really cool, and they get on it right. and stuff. And but yeah, I find it really interesting. I, I also forget the, the the ending ending too about you know with with Bogart uh, with, with Rick. Who's and, gonna uh, go? Rick. Who's gonna stay? Yeah. Yeah, I really think that was really cool, and like the fact that he walks out with Reinhold, and like uh, he's like, I'm just, you know, what, what happens fuck- now? And he fucking talks to the guy like legitimately. Yeah, like, like it's like like all right, man, I get it. Like, and you see that earlier in the film, he's like, you know, I I can tell she's in love with you. You know what I mean? Like, God, mm-hmm. how painfully humbling could that be? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but right. you got kinda... you got trapped in a concentration camp. You were Fuck. hoping that your wife was going to be out there just you waiting for you. You come out. You're like, she's still here. High five. Winning for me. <laughs> um, also, not so cool. 
she shacked up with Humphrey Bogart, which real fuck. good looking How guy. How do I fight with Humphrey Bogart? And also, <laughs> like, it's like she hooked up with him, but she she did choose me over him, so that's a win. But like, do I know that she didn't? You know, and of course, the there's time? no way. It's, it's, and, it's like, it, and then to see them together, and you're just like, oh god, she those eyes. Jesus Christ. Loves they're, they're, him. They're great together. She loves him. And he's just like, he's ready to be like, let's get married. I need to get out, but you know, I understand. Yeah. It's just, it's a whole well, relationship she, that love, situation. Well, I mean, she, she learns uh, while he's at the train station that she learns, she finds out that he's alive still. Yes. That's yeah. why she never shows up at the train station. Correct. And then the fact that. The poor Sam is carrying everybody's luggage and shit. Hum, correct. <laughs> poor Humphrey Sam. Bogart, like, the Jesus whole Christ. time yep. is just like, Oh, I understand that my girlfriend, whom I am in love with, that she still loves her husband, so I'm gonna let her go, and then Ugh. maybe I'm gonna like try and steal her. And then he talks to Laszlo, and he's just like, "Oh wait, but Laszlo really loves her. Okay, this is where I'm gonna just like step aside, yep. and I'm yeah. gonna let them be together yeah. and happy." And you're just like. <sighs> It's it, fucking heartbreaking. It's, yeah, it is. It's so good. So, it, it, her, her, that's why I, I cannot stop talking about her performance in this movie. Those eyes, it's like, God damn it, woman. You can clear, like you said, Joe, you can clearly tell where her heart is, but yeah. this is the reality of the world sometimes. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Sometimes Such a you great... don't get what you want. You have to yep. get what you've already got, and you have to make that shit work. Yeah. Yeah. And it Absolutely. sucks, but you got to, it's, sucks because you don't get what you want but it's it's still good because you you got something. you got it yeah you've got yeah something. i mean that, the, because the, it happened it and that's something right. isn't right. awful right. you yeah. know like laszlo wasn't an awful wife beating no not he's a great character yeah he was he's a great a, yeah, guy he's a great character. yeah he's a great <laughs> that's what so makes it so much harder because like you know obviously rick is against the fucking nazis so is Ilsa, and so is Laszlo. And the yeah. fact that he got out yeah. and he, he searched for her to find she her. She never expected to see him again. Like, right. yeah. the times you go to a concentration camp, you're fucking done. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Everyone yeah. thought you went to a concentration camp. I'll give up on you because the likelihood of you making yeah. it is not high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why I, I, I love the juxtaposition of that. But I feel like she gets a little kind of maligned hate that's not fucking... It, it's not deserved, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, geez, yeah. could you imagine in those situations? It just, like, fuck, man. And I'm an empathetic motherfucker, so that's why yeah. I respect. Um, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, I respect, uh, Jesus Christ, Laszlo as much as I do uh, Humphrey Bogart in this. Yeah, yeah it, it, exactly. You know, it, this you, is you, not. Go ahead. You feel for all of them, and you're just like, it's a love triangle, but it's just like the most fucked up love triangle yeah. but also the nicest unintentional because, yeah no one's mad at yeah. anybody no one's trying to screw over anybody in a mean malicious way no and it's just like everyone loves everybody <laughs> and i feel like bogey is the biggest fucking crutch of this whole thing yeah. it all oh, depends yeah. on how he handles it like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah fuck i couldn't and he's like ugh, well, like he a fucking well. boss yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it takes him to that 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 you know scene in the uh, the upstairs apartment with her and him to actually have a conversation, kiss once yeah. again, mm. and uh, speak about. And he kind of fights her back on that. Like I respect that scene so it does. much. It's yes. so well shot and acted. It really is. Because she didn't even want to do it, but she needs to do it. Like you know what I mean? Fuck. 
I love oh, shit like that, man. Hello, dude. That was gnarly. I was like in the middle. Oh, don't don't ruin it, Tron. Don't ruin it. Nothing happened. Nothing to see here. Yeah, move on. Nothing happened. Yeah, I'm definitely not on my. About... I'm definitely not on my phone's hotspot right now. For no, 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 no. We're fine. Like, totally nothing fine. happened. Nothing to see here. And we're talking about just how how incredible. fine here. Uh, how are you? How, how are you, sir? <laughs> fantastic. Nothing's been better. <laughs> this is all being cut. <laughs> no, hell no. We're riding this motherfucker. Oh no, it's riding this shit. And that's what we're saying, Tron. As we were you know, talking about, it's it the, the performances between Bogard and uh, Ingrid Bergman are fucking incredible. Yeah, it's it's and then hello. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Just the, the fact that they can understand what they're all going through. Like they're not, they're not hating each other. Yeah, they still they still try to they're, they're still it's thinking so about it. It's, it's it's very complicated, but they're also they're thinking about it uh, uh, rationally the entire time. You know, like even though yeah, you know Bogart's got especially. all this shit, yeah, yeah, even though Rick's got all this shit going on, you know, Ilse's got this shit going, Lazlo's all this shit's going on, all this shit's going on, but they can all come together at the end and just be like, I understand. Yeah, they're and, being yeah. selfish and selfless at the same time. Agreed. They all yeah. want yeah. what they want. You know, like Ilsa wants to be with Rick. Rick wants to be with Ilsa. Husband still wants to be with Ilsa. Yeah. Ilsa's winning the game here. But also, <laughs> they're all like... Uh, <laughs> Always he's, second dick. He's such a cute boy. But, like, he cuffs low, like, dude. They're all there, and then at the same time, they're all thinking, oh, no, I can't, like... Um, Why? No what's his name? Work. I lost the game. Rick... <laughs> Rick yeah. is like, oh, oh no, she needs to be with her husband. This is fine. And Ilsa's like, oh no, I need to be with Rick. And then um, Laszlo is just like, oh no, she needs to be with Rick. She really loves him. And it's all fucked up and uncommunicated to yeah, where yeah. no one is happy in the end. Except and like lives are on the line. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. holy shit. At the end, he does a really good job too of being like, uh, he even tells Laszlo, he's like, dude, your wife tried to really convince me to give yeah. her that thing last. And and yeah. Laszlo's like, yeah, I understand why she would do that. It's fine. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. It's just like the movement needs to go forward. Seeing the selflessness in yourself to like the most hurtful thing that he could do to the Nazi cause is to put Laszlo on that plane along yes. with her. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And isn't how much would that like stab you in the gut to hear your wife's lover say she really tried to convince me not to let her go with you <laughs> yeah. like what the after that's... getting out of a concentration camp yes <laughs> that's oh, your soul fucking lifeline how <laughs> much is that like a stab in the back heart everywhere multiple yeah. stab wounds that marriage don't last but it does back then yeah I had to convince yeah, her a lot not to stay with me I'm awesome <laughs> yeah which is well too, because Rick Rick even has like an admiration for Laszlo, but he mm -hmm. uh, he, does, he does he does he does shut it off pretty hard after he finds out about the backstory, even yeah. though she's still yeah, kind of putting guy. it on heavy. Yeah, I mean you have to, you know. Right. And, yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, but I think that's such a cool concept for a romance story to be as fucking weird and awful as it is that her husband was ambiguous. She can't ambiguous and yeah, instead of it just being straightforward. She loves him. He loves her. You know that kind of bullshit love triangle right. scenario. There's. It seems like it's so much more added to it. 
Yeah, there's yeah. no rules in fucking wartime, man. Like, no. Jesus that's why I don't like. I don't consider uh, the, the Nazis anyone like a bad guy in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, this is just like shit circumstances. They're doing their best to deal with. Right, yeah, I, I agree. We're gonna yeah. get broken. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I definitely take back the uh, the the thing I said about Rick. He's not a bad guy. This more. He's a complex. He's and, fucking uh, dealing with the shit. Yeah. Confused yeah. and uh, yeah, just doing the best he can. Like anybody would be doing it this times. Heartbroken, miserably. Oh, God. Very heartbroken. Very, you feel oh, the miserableness <laughs> in his heart. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do love uh, the, the flashback that Rick has. It's really great. It's great. Um, yeah, I love that sequence. The whole drinking, you know, drinking the wine in the in the, uh, uh, in the apartment, then driving together. All that stuff's really fantastic. I love. Yeah, all that. when he's at the bar and, and they run into Sam, and and he's like, "Yeah, the the guy, the bar owner said he'd rather pour the champagne on his flowers than give it to the Nazis." I was like, "I loved it." Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, my dude. man. Yeah, he's just like, "So drink all you want, dude." I, I, I we got six bottles to drink, and I'm like, "This uh, is trashed." We're gonna have to water the plants because <laughs> I don't know if I can drink six bottles of champagne. Time to get behind the wheel and make love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm, I'm with Rick. It makes total sense. Uh, but I, I, I do love the fact that they pour, you know, they pour three glasses. You know, mm-hmm. one for Sam yeah. and one for them. Yeah, it's really, Sam it's really needs nice. to enjoy it too. Sam is needed. He's like the connection, the yeah. connectivity, the tissue that's in you, I guess, uh, for them. I really like Mitochondria. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Mitochondria. Yes. Yeah. I got you. I'd deep. like to have seen like a story. Sp- spawn off of just sam what happened to him and yeah me too. like it would have been cool to have a sequel where it was just sam's story about working now for the other bar and well, i do believe you, you had so much to build you know he got there. paid shit for that role too <laughs> right yeah, yeah I, I, no yeah, doubt more, sure, more more than likely yeah i did read i, I did there's there's no there's nothing into it i don't think but i did read there was an idea of a sequel for this movie at some point so i heard about that too they yeah. also turned it into a tv show that i think landed flat and uh, makes a Marcus lot of sense. Did a, did a parody yeah. of Night in Casablanca. Uh, did? Uh, Groucho Marx, the Marx Brothers did a parody of it. Oh, oh really? That makes a lot of sense. Casablanca. Yeah. I can't find it anywhere on anything fucking streaming, but yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid watching a. By Warner Brothers, yeah. Oh, really? That was oh, shit. I remember... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, buddy. I remember as a kid, like the. Uh, uh, the Simpsons had like a the hidden ending of Casablanca was like a a whole fucking storyline for an episode, and they eventually find it, and it's fucking horrific, dude. Like this is the <laughs> end of a beautiful friendship, and all of a sudden, uh, Ilsa like fucking parachutes from the sky and lands on Hitler. <laughs> Hitler trying That's to awesome. throw a grenade out of Sam's piano to kill them, and she, he blows <laughs> himself up, and it just turns into a whole That's thing. A great <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's just like everyone's disgusted, and Bart's just like, "Yeah, this is great. This is the perfect ending for this fucking movie. That's exactly what I need." <laughs> That's fucking awesome, man. Interesting. Interestingly enough, uh, Casablanca uh, was released in West Germany in '52. Um, uh, all the scenes where the Nazis were removed, obviously, along with most references to World War II. Um, Important plot points that were altered. Dialogue was dubbed into German. Victor Laszlo was no longer a resistance fighter who escaped the Nazi concentration camp. Instead, he became a Norwegian atomic physicist um, who was being pursued by Interpol after he broke out of jail, quote-unquote. The Western German version uh, was 25 minutes shorter, which made it just exactly an hour long. 
Uh, and then the original cut, uh, shorter than the original cut, and then uh, a German version of Casablanca with the original plot was not released until 1975. Fuck you, Shane. Also, <laughs> they are, I know they are very ashamed of everything shame. that happened over there. Shame, there. shame. I, I well want deserved. to see that movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to see their version of it. Yeah. I want that's, to know what that's about. That's pretty. It's going to be a weird ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, okay, so 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 remakes or unrelated sequels. Uh, Francis Truffaut. Um, I'd recommend you guys seeing some Truffaut stuff. It's pretty interesting stuff, you know. Uh, but uh, he uh, he refused an invitation re- uh, to the remake, the film in 1974. He was uh, you know obviously Francis Truffaut is French, uh, citing that the cult status among American students as his reason attempts to recapture the magic of Casablanca and other things such as Cabo Blanco in 1980, a South American set retooling of Casablanca oh, and no. Havana, which is <laughs> not a great movie, in my opinion, in 1990 have been poorly received. So uh, there's a re- there was um, apparently some stories of Casablanca being remade or a sequel nonetheless persist uh, in 2008. Madonna was reportedly uh, pursuing a, a remake set <laughs> Modern day Iraq. Of course, I almost bit my beer out everywhere. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Madonna. Uh, in 2012, both Christ. the Daily Telegraph and, and now to be Lady Gaga. Sorry. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, I would say the same thing, Mike. Yes, sure. Uh, Entertainment Weekly and the Daily Telegraph reported the efforts of Cass Warner, uh, granddaughter of Harry Warner. Uh, I would assume that was part of WB. Um, and friend of late Howard Coach, which is the original uh, scriptwriter, um, to produce a sequel featuring this, the search of Rick Blaine and Ilsa Loon's legitimate son or the whereabouts of his biological father, which sounds like a pile of shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> but also, wow, the can- it sounds like the storyline of every Wes Anderson movie, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wilson, like, wow. You know what? Pretty cool if Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson did a remake of Casablanca. I think it'd be pretty fun. Honestly. It's very few and far between. I think that an acceptable remake of this movie could come out, and it would have to be somebody that would stylistically do it like that because it would also fail in the box office. I think it's just like everyone nowadays in movie theaters want to see explosions and shit like that and yeah, like right. high effects, yeah. and it's gonna it would tank like fucking crazy. A storyline of a simple like well-told storyline like this that I don't think it would. Yeah, people uh, don't well, care about World War II anymore. It's a fucking eighty-year-old. You know, no, 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 no. I, I think you're. I think you're half right, half wrong. I mean, me and Joe went something called. You know, I told you guys about Sisu, which is uh, about just a, a basically like a, oh, yeah. a, a boogeyman yeah. is killing Nazis the whole time. And it's in World War II. So great. Um, which is great. Ten out of ten for me. But even there, Chief. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think they still people still have. Uh, that uh, the interest in I mean, you have 1912, which is not World War Two, but not, it's, it's the World War One. 1917. It's World War One. That was that, that was a big movie. And it was a, it's a great movie. It's so good. Uh, but that stuff still comes. I mean, we we have recently uh, the remake of All the uh, All the Western Front. You know, such it, a good another movie. great movie. Very yeah. great movie. So like, I think that 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 uh, interest is still there. Oh yeah, um, but I, maybe... I think it, me and Mike covered a movie on the show called uh, what was the movie Mike we did uh, the um, Come and See. No, not that uh, we did the uh, the movie with oh, that's um, rough. That's a rough one. Uh, what was it called? Um, <laughs> well, it's got Tom Hardy in it. It's a Capone movie, right? Capone. 
Oh, Capone, yeah. That's what I mean, who gives a, you, know, you could say the same thing about Capone. Who gives a fuck? But then some dude comes along and makes a really interesting Capone movie, which has, you know, it's a an arty, like, like, psycho, uh, like a... Psychological? No, it's, well, psychological, but it's also like a, 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 a it's sort of Basically a hippie, trippy movie. And <laughs> oh, it's a okay. trippy movie because he's going through like, uh, you know, a bunch of crazy shit. Oh, right. Know, yeah, psychosis like, and all that. Yeah. yeah. It's, like a, it's, psychedelic. it's like a psych- psychedelic movie. Him like shitting his pants and walking like back into the dream past. For and, sure. Yeah. yeah. From his but what, syphilis? Know. Or I can't remember what he Yep, had. that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know people nowadays, like I know we are in our age right now being whatever, still 28. Um, I'd like to know people who are 10 years younger than us, 15 years younger than us. And I'd like to know if they're interested in these things to be like, because I've always been interested in World War Two, World War One. Like uh, if you ask Jeremy, most of the movie, most of the books that I read are World War Two or one books. Mm -hmm. On all the different sides, like the Russian side, the German side, the Polish side, all of it, like it, it is so interesting to me. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to know if people who are 10, 15 years younger than me, if that is even a a thought in their brain on the radar. Yeah, like if they're even in the fascists in America. Or if it's been long enough now, because like for me. My grandparents were in it. Right. Yeah. They weren't in it, but they were in it. You know, like it was a time period situation. Yeah. And so, like, it was a thing to be like, oh, this is attainable for me to think of because I can think of my grandparents living through this. Involved in the shit show. Yes. Just like all the 60s stuff, I can think my parents lived through that shit. They saw Kennedy die. They saw, well, obviously they didn't see him die, but, you know, like they saw it on TV. They saw Elvis die on TV, all of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm interested to see if that's even interesting to anybody, like majority people. You can measure it. The metrics on that are, I mean, that Elvis movie that just came out blew the fuck up, right? They're... Uh, there's their, their metrics, video games that are based on World War One and World War Two still do extremely well. So I think there's still interest in it. And <laughs> I don't know that we've had a good war movie come out. Uh, well, no, 19. Um, what was the one that just came out not too long 1917. ago? 1917. 1917. That was great. I, I haven't I it seen was. it. It was a, it was a decent at least, but it did well, yeah, I think. I can right? see it, Tron. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely get on it. Uh, it feels- but there's a few war films we had. War films are always going to come out, right? And it seems like they right. still have a huge draw. And I think that's kind of what builds the lore up for people that are young, too. They get some more interested in it, and then they'll start to build off Violent of sales. Sure yeah. does. Yeah, it does. I just, I'd like to know, like, if everyone's as interested and in maybe aware of anything that's fucking going on. Yeah. I totally ah, no I one like is just riding this roller coaster down to fucking oblivion. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm that Guys, old I'm man on the like edge of my lawn being like, fuck you, get off my lawn. Dude. <laughs> Quit playing your loud ass music. I hate it. With my goddamn water holes. <laughs> 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 my goddamn. Pagonias don't fuck with them. <laughs> well, speaking of being old, I mean, it's crazy to watch these movies that every single person died in it. Like 15 years ago, the oldest person in this movie died. That's how old the movie is. That's a fucking crazy thing to think that you're just watching a bunch of dead people on in this movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't think about it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> the trip, yeah. And now I'm gonna. Um, that way. 
mean, we, we really covered. We so this movie is fucking much, amazing. Like, yeah, Peter Laurie is in this for like maybe a hot like fifteen minutes. Yeah, he's you know? not oh, in there very long. The trip. This is uh, just to come and get the tickets. Says <laughs> you don't to know. Please the same. He's like, yeah, dumb fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so weird. Totally sells him out, but you know that's the nature of the game at that point. Yeah, that showed his neutrality. He's in. Not to mention, yep. he's like, yeah, fuck it. I, I have nothing to gain. I can only harm myself by reaching out, sticking my neck out for no one, right? If I stick my neck out for this guy, it fucks me. And he's going to get killed no anyways. One. And I got these motherfucking passes going on, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I think that this, um, you know, this uh, it's, 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 it's crucial, in my opinion, that filmmakers are still doing, uh, trying to bring up the 30s or the 20s or the 40s or the 50s or the 60s, um, you know, every once in a while. It's, it's good. It's good to still and, see that, you know, and it keeps it rev, uh, 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 relevant, relevant, yeah, uh, relevant. You, you yeah. got the the writer strike going on right now. Right yeah. now, yeah. are considering using fucking chat yeah, AI, AI to write yeah. scripts yeah. now, yeah. and they're yeah. like, "Fuck you! I'm not going to pay you this fucking dog shit." Which God, and yeah. this they're is why I will. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're trying to get it to where, like, in the contract, hey, you're not going to use this. It's and got I'm, me weird. Use it's like it's like a sublet contract. Like they're not going to pay residuals. It's fucked. And well, it's, it's so American capitalism. I, I completely yeah. agree. The fact that, like, uh, uh, that the 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 stone was that um, every episode you wrote, when the episode would uh, would uh, uh, come back on, would replay on TV. Yeah, yeah, uh, you get the, you get royals royalties for that. And now it's like and everything is just on streaming, and it's like, yeah, it's like, what do we do now? You get so you pennies get a, for it. You it's like you it get seventeen yep. cents. I think it went like I, what I, the fuck? Well, I think it went from thirty-five. <laughs> I think it went from like, like thirty grand to like twenty grand, thirty-five to twenty grand. I think that's what the, the, the big jump there, percentage-wise, uh, huh. for money for residuals. So like, yeah, they're, they're pissed off right now, and, it, and they should be. It's ridiculous. You know? so, yeah. With yeah. good reason. Oh, fuck yeah. you, studios. I'm sorry. I, I agree. Fuck. Kathleen Kennedy, yeah. especially. Fuck off. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but you see that? Like, Star Jimmy, Wars alone. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Fallon probably never going to come back because he's getting so shit on right now because he's such a piece of shit. He <laughs> he, he he said he, he was on red carpet uh, and he said like like you know uh, I'm totally for the writers, but then they had this huge writer uh, uh, strike set up at this court. And he didn't he show. He laughed up all it. the way through it. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> I'll just laugh through it at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, well, that's one of the things that I think Conan did well because he was a writer he paid for them. so yeah, many shows. Exactly. He, he was a writer for The Simpsons. He was a writer for so many shows. And so what he would do is still go on the air and just flip a coin for fucking 30 minutes. Oh, no, no, it, was, it, was, like... it was wedding ring. He used to see how <laughs> long his wedding ring would, would roll back and forth on the fucking table. You tall fuck. What's his name? Seth Meyer? He, he, he's like, he's going to pay his, he's gonna pay his people. You know, this makes sense. I mean, you should do this if they, yeah. when it runs out. Because right now, especially specifically, what I read is that on the Fallon show, um, the pay is done, but their insurance r runs out at the end of the month. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm, I'm, yeah, with Mike, yeah, yeah, but yeah. welcome to America. Fucking, it's all <laughs> ridiculous and also like kind of extra. Like, oh, good. Up. We think of this because I was telling Jeremy during the movie too. It's like these people. It's in the 40s. They're wearing these beautiful outfits. They're looking great. No one looks sweaty. No. And if they are <laughs> um, filming this on set or on site, either way, there's no AC because it's yeah. 1942. Right. 
AC is not normal. And if it was in Europe, AC is non-existent until, uh, I don't know, maybe now. Maybe. Like, it's just, it's not there. So I'm like, the fact America is very prissy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just be like, oh, we all look cool and collected so at all times. And it's like, what? Yeah, but uh, the joke's on them when global warming's <laughs> happening and it's killing all those Brits. <laughs> <'Cause it's... laughs> we got our AC. We're cool Bing. as shit. And that it was, was a global never effort. Had a before. It never seemed to be an issue before. Right. We were able to That's just... Gestapo spank. <laughs> oi, oi, your fucking umbrella's gonna lift you up like Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> it will, it does. <laughs> yeah, I have to mention that I did find it interesting that um, it's always dark. When it's at Rick's place. Oh yeah. But when I'm trying to go outside, it's it's day daylight. I find that very interesting. So yeah. it's like, almost like a Twilight like, Zone episode. Almost. Shady business be happening in Rick's place, dude. Possibly. Right. Yeah. Like, Rick's over there storing fucking lines of coke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like Vegas. There ain't no windows. Go in. Yeah. You gamble all day because you ain't know what time it is. Did you um, did you guys see the colorization of this film? I've never seen it before. No. No. That know. exists. That's uh, so Casablanca was part of the film colorization controversy in the 1980s uh, when a colorized version aired on the television network WTBS in 1984. MGM uh, United Artists hired a color system technology to colorize the film for $180,000. Yeah, fi file that under the category of people doing shit you never wanted them to do in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here that's we like are. When they colored, that's like when they colored Dunk Frankenstein. I'm like, why? Who cares? It's like Young Frankenstein's perfect black and white. It's awesome. But, like so when Ted Turner, of course, is fucking Ted Turner. Uh, Ted Turner and the Turner Broadcasting System purchased MGM and uh, Universal uh, United Artists Film Library. Two years later, he canceled the request before contract uh, contact contracting American Film Technologies a AFT in 1988. AFT completed the colorization in months at the cost of $450,000. Oh, Turner God, later damn. reacted to criticism of the colorization, saying. Casablanca is one of the handful of films that really doesn't need have to be colorized. I did it because I wanted to. I'm trying to do it is protect my investment. What a piece of shit. <laughs> what a garbage ass fucking person. Dude. Man. <laughs> so was it a third party company that also did Young Frankenstein? Because that came out in the God, fucking so. 70s. That was a 70s movie that had yeah. it chose intentionally to be black and white. Mm hmm. What the yeah. fuck? It, I've ridiculous. seen the colorization. <laughs> Martin had that colorization of uh, Frankenstein. It's ugly as fuck. It's gross. It's got to be. Yeah, and that was the whole point. They're putting those costumes for that reason to show right. more on the black and white camera. And you Agreed. colorize. It's like, all right, that's weird. That's, that's also, <laughs> have you on met me. the 40s? Well, and I, everything, I, now, everyone was already brown and black. That's very true. No one wore any color anyways. Well, yeah. I'm looking at these colorized photos of the film now, and I'm like just trash. like, it looks fine, but I'm like, was she wearing green? Well, who knows? No, now, she wasn't. She was black. wearing a light cream color. Sure. You're so right. And that was that was provocative to have cream instead of struck white. And the yeah. only car color right. you could have was black. So yes, everything was black and white. Black and white. Well, I, 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 I implore you, I think Mike has seen this before. And I, I'm not sure if me and Joe watched this, but uh, Tron, I implore you to watch um, it's, a, it's a New Zealand film that Peter Jackson did where he took a, he took a bunch of footage from uh, World War One oh, yes, Australian uh, uh, soldiers. Yes. I've seen it. Okay, yes, I we watched were soldiers, it. or we yeah. were something like that. Uh, 
I thought it was like World War One colorized or something like. There's yeah. a, there's a very straightforward name for the one I saw. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it's like uh, they shall like, not grow old is what it's called. We shall not grow old. Yeah. That's yes, a, a great Potter. title, but also fucking Jackson put a lot of fucking time and money into that and research and that to get the color just yeah. correct. And they also have people who read lips to read, to do voices for those people. I mean, that That's was so cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Watch. And but that also, to me, that to me is more like respectful. That's real footage. This yeah, isn't fucking people act. That's like a, yeah, this is a historical fucking yeah. Yeah. Monument the very time. least. Yeah. And I would think <laughs> Casablanca is, 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 is part of that is is that too it's it's a that memorial to this yeah this, this of this culture and what we had in cinema at this time take a little bit more fucking time in this please before you just go like you know what we can just colorize it no big deal like yeah. the cover yeah. by investment yeah. man fuck you ted turner it was, you piece it was of back shit. when the colorization got cool because like i worked at walgreens and i was in the photo department and i remember people would bring in the photos and like one of our options was we would send it off to be colorized oh. but you had to give so much detail. It wasn't like you just was like, here's my black and white photo, make a color. <laughs> and they were just like, sure, got it. You had to say, what was your skin tone? What was your eye mm -hmm. color? What do you think that their dress was like? What color was that dress? Like right. you had to give detail like you were there. Yeah. And it was very intense. I will say, I will sum up with, I will sum up with this. Bogart's son said... Uh, son, his name's Steven. He said, for the because of the colorization version of Casablanca, he said, if you're going to colorize Casablanca, why don't you put arms on the Venus de Milo? Oh, you just can't literally again. Everything was black and white and brown. It is what it should be. It's the 40s. Oh, I mean, I have no problem with HD, yeah, high def is great. But don't, I mean, if it doesn't be, you know, something like this. Like, this works, yeah. Just like, oh. yeah. Leave it, letter B, dude. This is one. Letter B, man. Letter B. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. One, it holds up. Best, letter B. One of the best 4K upgrades I did see was Hitchcock's, uh, fuck, man, with, uh, God damn it, I got to look at the, the rope. Uh, God damn. No, that, that's also another great one. It's with Grace Kelly, and there's, like, it's all in a single setting. Hang on. Is it? Oh, that sounds like rope too, but it's not. Yeah, is the last dial, dial in for dial murder. in for murder. Like, okay, holy okay. shit, it's so well shot. The upgrade four K version is incredible, man. Yeah, I'm all here. I'm all here for dial in for murders it. in four K. Yeah. <laughs> holy <Do> shit! <laughs> right? Wow. Oh yeah. fuck. I'm all here for that. That's fucking great, dude. Increase the quality. Yes. Yes. That is, yeah. That's not. That doesn't take away. That adds to it. You know. I agree. That makes, that makes it more appealing. It makes it more. You know. It keeps up with the times at least because it's on difficult the eyes to for the new fucks. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. yeah. Make it relevant for the new people watching it, dude. Like, I agree. I mean, it, it just, I mean, and in my opinion, it just enhance that, enhances that classic uh, film. Yeah. It enhances the, the environment. It gives it the, the mood is more enhanced, you know. Um, right. You know, I love the idea of a kid going like, oh, wow, they had 4K cameras back then. <laughs> 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 of course, dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and I, uh, it's, it's funny, like, you know, you watch something in 4K, like for real, um, and, uh, you know, uh, you are kind of surprised by it because it's so kind of like off putting at yeah. first. And then you right. get kind of get into it. You're like, oh, yeah, this looks fantastic. But it's so hard. It's almost, it's like um, uh, watching something in like VR. Like, it's so hard for your brain and eye to match that reconcile yeah. yeah rectify it yeah it's just a very difficult thing for a while to get used to 
but um, I, again, you know, I, I don't want to you know, be a dead horse here, but I think that, yes, do something like this for the classics. You know, the, seeing Dune in 4K was amazing, uh, but like you don't need to you don't need to change the color palettes to Dune. You just it can be the same <laughs> color palette. Just just heighten it. You know, it looks good yeah. in HD. I agree. For so, sure, buddy. But uh, yeah, that's the uh, Tron. I'm so glad you picked Casablanca, man. It's been a long time, and uh, oh, yeah. brought, brought me back to when I was a kid, getting to all this stuff uh, with my grandma. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm I love glad too, we got like, to revisit it for sure. It, it um, I'm glad that, like I said, brought me back to being in my early 20s, chain smoking cigarettes and watching 1940s films. He's <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've had like five variations. I love it. <laughs> But like seriously, thank you, Tron. It's been so long since I watched it again. It's a fucking classic, and it deserves to be one, no doubt. I agree. It's super great. I enjoy watching all the TCM movies. Oh and yeah, it's Casablanca. More. It's the original like um, romantic classic. movie. Fuck. Yeah, it's really nice. Like you want that in your life as a lady, but also you don't. No, no. But it's just it's so romantic. It is. It fucking is very... Nazis fucking everything and up. Sorry. Everyone's <laughs> fucking cute. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yep. And, uh, There's no room for love and war. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe in like uh, far and away, it's a pretty good one. Uh, <laughs> plenty of love and war, love and war in far and away with Tom oh. Cruise and uh, Nicole Kidman. It's, a, it's one of my favorite movies, but we'll talk about it later in the podcast. Sabotage Wife, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Anywho. Get a mission this. Get a mission this. I'll probably mission again on the, on the 200th episode, but like we went and saw that Sisu movie and um, saw the trailer for the, the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 trailer. You guys seen this yet? It's fun. Yes, no. I have. I know. It looks fucking awesome. It does look fucking awesome. <laughs> If Tom Cruise is going to kill himself, it's going to be on a movie set. Yes. (laughs) I hope it does. I have a problem because I'm like, it's already telling me there's going to be a part two. I don't want to go to a movie that already tells me there's going to be a part two. I like that. And I'm already heartbroken. I know who's going to be. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. (laughs) I want to wait till the end of the movie. Not in the spoilers. I just know how these fucking movies go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also. Did you not see the first trailer, the trailer for Lord of the Rings back in the day? Who knows? They're walking up the mountains like. Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Turn of the King. Like, oh, they're they're all right there. Couldn't tell you. And you go to the movie the theater, and they're the like, mountain. "What the fuck happened? This is the whole movie." Like, yeah, yeah. This I remember that coming shit. out? Got two Bullshit. more fuckers. I mean, yeah. I read the books too, so I knew it wasn't all of it. And I was like, "They're leaving off on book two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that. the infamous oh, Dark just... Tower situation. Yes. Oh, Dark Tower. Don't even get me started on that piece of shit. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, but, um, but on yeah. Casablanca. Casablanca is just one of the best. It was a movie. I don't think it was my first black and white. I think I told you guys last mm-hmm. night. It was uh, the other night. I, uh, mine was the, uh, the Big Sleep. But, you know, it's also got bogey in it. So I got introduced pretty early. And I will say, uh, I might have been privileged as a kid uh, with my grandma because my grandma also introduced me to radio plays. And I knew Philip Marlowe, oh, yeah. which Philip Marlowe is a movie that just came out recently with uh, uh, with uh, Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, that character has been around forever and the Whistler and stuff like The Shadow and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, but um, yeah, I was kind of sort of. Uh, 
grown up, I grew up with this stuff. So getting into the black and whites, I was really ready for it. And um, I'm again, this won't be the last. I think we should do a month of black and whites. Yeah, black and white noirs. So yeah, I mean, I love it. Keeping in this kind of the the timeline, you know, classics you need to fucking see, you know, before yes. you deceased. Fuck. Yeah, you deceased. <laughs> fuck. Maltese Falcon would have to come fuck. up in that time for sure. Yeah, like, there's there's a lot of bogeys one. <laughs> a lot of bogeys one. There's so yeah. much we can go over, man. I I'm, I I love this whole kind of yeah, genre right. like we go with. Yeah, yeah. The the noir. It, it was a great time for it, and uh, I love to see it every once in a while. If we come back. I'd like to see it more, honestly, but we don't get a lot of noirs uh, too much uh, very often. So, nope. but uh, you know. This is how it goes. I mean, Perry Mason might be the closest one as of right now, but Love it's it. a great uh, show. Yeah, I totally agree. Great noir. It's, it's Love excellent. It yeah. so much. You're trying. You didn't watch Perry Mason. It's great. So I'll get on it, bro. Do it now. Have Do you it not now. watched it? Do, Do it, it now. now. <laughs> Jonathan, you get have to, to watch it now. It's so good. Get to the it's new-a. The so new-a. good. You will love everyone in it. You have to watch it now. Jazz <laughs> has to watch it, too. Like, oh yeah, my our watch list is fucking through the roof. We have no time to ourselves anymore, dude. That's our correct. Are... You have a <laughs> under one year old and yes. jobs. So yes. yeah, there's it's that. <laughs> but yes, we try to squeeze in what we can. Sneak that in yeah, there. Right. That shit's good. Goodbye, free time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one day they get older, and then they just call you dude. And Here's looking fine. at you, dude. Yeah. dude. Here's looking at you, bruh. Here's looking at you, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. Price is it's Yo, you don't change. know. Hey, man, you don't know uh, what, 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 what the fucking guy that. Uh, that Nobody knows. Price follows. Don't uh, know. You don't know unspeakable, bro? What the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? Yo, he's the like guy fucking like, like a dipshit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You watch it and then you show this video. I'm like, like, this guy? What the fuck's this guy? <laughs> hey, you talk, talking to me, huh? Oh, you, you know this guy? And I was like, no. Joe Pesci? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? hey, funny how? Fuck you at the drive. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Fuck you at the drive, sir. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Casablanca. Yes. Casablanca is a great film. Uh, go ahead, please check it out. It's on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, and I'm sure it's really available to rent on any streaming service as we speak. As well. yeah. uh, so, um, Everybody out there, take care of each other, uh, especially in times like these. And please, don't be a piece of shit. We'll talk to you take guys it next sleazy. time. And take it sleazy. Yes, I agree. And I will say, uh, what's, oh, what's no. goodbye in German? Uh, go home and oh, get your fucking thing. shine box. <laughs> go home and get your fucking shine box. Oh, boy, Shoshana! Auf <laughs> shan, yes. Or, um, uh, fuck you and your goose... No, what? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I just want to shop with Frank. Oh, Good God. Thank y'all all for listening. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Later, guys. A kiss is just a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. And when two lovers woo, they still say I love you, on that you can rely. No matter what the future brings, as time goes by.
and love songs never out of date hearts full of passion jealousy and hate woman need man and man must have his mate that no one can deny it's still the same old story fight for love and glory a case of do or die the world will always welcome lovers as time goes